0: Hi, thanks for tuning in to Never Mormon Always Curious. We're your hosts, Abby
1: and Jess. As the title suggests, we have never been Mormon. However, we are always curious.
0: I like to think of myself as an amateur historian, anthropologist, and theologian of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
1: And I, as her wife, am good at listening and asking lots of questions on a topic which I have almost no knowledge about. In this podcast, we're going to be having discussions about the history, the culture, and the ideologies of the LDS movement whilst embarking on a road trip across the United States of America, stopping at important LDS landmarks. As we are non-Mormons,
0: we understand we are coming from a unique point of view. We want to make it clear that we are approaching this podcast from a purely educational perspective. We will strive to be as objective and respectful as we possibly can. However, we will not shy away from the difficult topics. Additionally, as outsiders from this community, we may get some things wrong. Therefore, we welcome all fact checks and feedback.
1: Hi, Jess. Hi, Abby. It's been a while. It has been a while, but we're back and we are ready to continue this podcast.
0: Um, thank you to all of our supporters who have been... Hanging in there, um, over six week hiatus.
1: <laughs> it's been a while. But Should we just
0: call this season two? No, <laughs>
1: no way. We're halfway through season one. No, you know when we are still very much passionate about this podcast. Oh yeah, we are very passionate about where it can go, what we want to do with it. Um, however, in the last six weeks since returning from the trip,
0: we one just got her wisdom tooth removed and it got infected.
1: Big time. And she
0: couldn't speak for, like, two weeks.
1: It was it was pretty uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. She had, like, a golf ball on her mouth and couldn't say anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or it right.
0: hurt, and then you were at work all day, so your mouth was sore.
1: Yeah. Two, we moved. And we moved... Yeah, we moved house, and it, every, anyone who has ever moved house knows that it's stressful and tiring. And, and you never know where anything is. You have no idea where anything is. <laughs> um. Three...
0: Three, my family visited, which we love.
1: We love, but they came to visit like three days after we moved house. Yeah. And it was very full on few weeks. We did a lot. Like it makes me think, how
0: did we record on our trip? Like,
1: yeah, I don't know how we had the time, but I guess we had other things to think about. Yeah. And then. And then I started a new job. Started a new job. (laughs) And we've just been... We've just been mega busy, but now... Super busy. But We're we, back. We're back, and we... Um, I'm going to say it, so it keeps us accountable. We're going to be releasing episodes a lot more frequently.
0: Yeah, what I find the most hilarious is that we literally announced on Instagram, new episodes every
1: Friday, and
0: then the, the next Friday, we stopped releasing episodes on a hiatus.
1: We've just been keeping you on your toes. <laughs> yeah. Keeping you waiting, and now you're We're just, to like, releasing
0: new scripture.
1: I see what you did there. <laughs> so, our uh, sincere apologies, but welcome back. Welcome yeah. back to us. Welcome back to you. Um, we're excited I to guess... be here,
0: and I hope you're excited to listen.
1: Oh my gosh. Our dear listeners. So listener. excited. I guess we will start off by just kind of a very brief recap of where we're at. So, We're in Nauvoo. We're in Nauvoo. Um, last week's episode actually named Mormon Disneyland because I mean,
0: we wouldn't shut up about how it was Mormon Disneyland
1: because Navu was crazy. I mean, and I dream about it. So, Navu. Do you was... know what
0: Jess told me yesterday? Oh, right. Sorry, <laughs>
1: you just interrupted me three times. Okay, sorry. I'm just like a little excited. I think I Abby's excited that we're back and we're talking about her favorite thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate that. I've had, like, six weeks where I haven't, like, talked about it.
1: You know, I did say to you yesterday that I was really missing speaking to Mormons. Yes,
0: that's what I was going to say, Jess, when I interrupted you. Apologies. Yeah, we were just casually stood in the kitchen, and Jess goes, Abby, I just really miss speaking to Mormon missionaries. (laughs) The thrill of it all.
1: Truly. It was such an exciting time, and I think that we were on a major come down from the trip. But this podcast lets us... Keeps the
0: legacy alive.
1: It lets us relive it all, think about it all, and remember the crazy shit that we saw. Yeah.
0: Okay, sorry. Recap. We're in Nauvoo.
1: We're in Nauvoo. We did spend a um, couple of days there, jam-packed. It was so hot. And it was so much to see in Nauvoo.
0: Yeah, so this Nauvoo series, um, we're kind of on episode two of the Nauvoo series.
1: Yeah, because each episode so far has kind of covered each place. However, so much happened in Narvoo that we—it's almost a mini series within the series, right? So it's, fun. It's because we feel it's important to break it down what was happening because the Saints, as as they're known, were in Navoo from around eighteen thirty nine, and. Up until Joseph's death and beyond, right? Well, yeah,
0: they were only after Joseph died. They were only majority of the saints were only there for about a year until they finally left.
1: So five or six years you're looking at, and a lot of stuff happened. Really gained momentum, and things started to get a little wild. And I think in our last episode, if I remember right, we kind of discussed our experience of Narvu and. And what we thought of it. But now we're gonna go into kind of more the history of Narvoo, what happened. Meaty. Yeah, because I feel like we just kind of gave a brief context of what we saw in Narvoo, but now we're gonna explain why we went to Narvoo, what was actually happening in Nauvoo. So Yeah,
0: and um, Jess will keep me on track as she always does, but especially this episode there's a lot of it's going to be a bit of a history lesson, but and meaty, like I said. I mean, I don't know. I shouldn't say that, maybe. It's going to be interesting, but it's going to be a lot of explaining stuff sometimes.
1: You know, I think the people listening to this podcast are people who enjoy history. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, no need to explain yourself. Oh, thanks, Jess. And let's go. Vamos. Kicking it off, Navu was crazy.
0: As you've mentioned,
1: as I've mentioned, maybe maybe that is all I'll say. Maybe because just
0: you were the whole time we were in Navu, you just were like, every three seconds you're like, "What is going on? What is that? Where am I?" Exactly. <laughs> so you—that's just your memory of it.
1: But I'm just going to give you a prompt now. I'm going to say, "Book of Abraham." Yeah. Tell me. So
0: Let's this episode is about the Book of Abraham. So, if you um, know anything about the Bible, or Abrahamic religions, right? Broad. Well, there's three of them.
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: Um, Abraham is an important character in those religions. So, the Abrahamic religions are Christianity, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And that's because they all have the same, like, origin story. Okay. So father Abraham had father Abraham and they never laughed and they never cried. cried. All they did was go like this. Okay. So he was a guy who had a lot of kids and those, um, kids become the tribes of Israel. And then the tribes of Israel, um, This is so badly explained. disperse. And then basically now, like, um, in order for, like, Judaism, in order for their Messiah to come, all the tribes have to be back together in the meeting place. Which is why they don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Well, one of the reasons.
1: Right. Okay. But so long story short, Abraham is really important. Abraham's really important in Abrahamic religions, right? Yeah. As you've just said.
0: However, what we know about Abraham is what's written in these spiritual texts.
1: Understood. Understood. But why are we talking about him in the context of Mormonism? So,
0: what we know about him, which is written in these historical texts, and in Joseph Smith's world, that's the Bible, right? But, um, when... We're gonna backtrack a little bit. We're in Kirtland, Ohio, right? Um, the saints are just kind of like starting to gain their momentum. Um, there was a traveling salesman who had some Egyptian artifacts. Um, Egypt has always struck the, the interest of pe- uh, people and you know, Americans around this time um it was exciting and he was a traveling salesman selling things that were ancient egyptian i believe he also had a mummy that he was carrying around and then there was some saints that were like oh my god my prophet joseph smith can translate egyptian
1: and just to recap he can translate Egyptian because that because was Because what... that's
0: what was written on the golden plates was allegedly Reformed Egyptian.
1: Allegedly. Oh, uh, <laughs> so... And
0: remember, Reformed Egyptian, if you believe that the Mormon Church is not true, is made up.
1: If that's the camp that you stand in. Correct. Okay, so Reformed Egyptian, this guy's there, these these very faithful saints were like... M- Joseph Smith can translate this We 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 need, gotta get it We gotta get it We gotta get this from this salesman I'm having a
0: spiritual moment that's telling me that I need to buy these for Joseph Smith to translate
1: Okay Okay,
0: so then they buy the, the things from a traveling salesman And it costed a crap ton of money Oh, okay Like, not just like, oh, ten bucks Like, in today's terms No, it was like thousands of dollars To buy these artifacts And who bought them? Um, followers mm. of, yeah, so Mormons. And right. then they brought them to Joseph Smith. And then this is what I imagine Joseph Smith did. He went, oh, yeah, guys, I can totally translate those. I'm just, like, not going to do it right now because, like, the Lord hasn't told me that it's time. <laughs> but in reality, he was like, crap, this is actual Egyptian, and I have no freaking clue what it says.
1: Because When you say that, because... If you're in the camp that does not believe that this is true, the golden plates did not exist. Right. So he's never actually seen reformed Egyptian written down.
0: Which is fake, nor has he ever actually seen actual hieroglyphics in Egyptian writings.
1: Oh, yeah, because reformed Egyptian, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so he's looking at this and thinking, yeah, no worries, guys, I'll translate. Yeah, guys, like, don't worry about that. But he's like, he's probably going to come, come up and say, I'll be doing it, you know, I'll be looking, I'll be doing it in private because exactly. I'm not, you know, I, you know, it's just how it works.
0: Yeah. So then it's tabled. The saints are getting kicked out of town, right? Yeah. He doesn't have time to translate it.
1: Sure, sure, sure.
0: Translate in air quotes. Um, and then we get to Nauvoo. Uh, and then, like years later, right? Because yeah. we've been to Missouri at this point. Yeah. And it's been a few that. years. Yeah. Um and then he they, they settled you know yeah there's trouble here and there but for the most part they're a thriving community like it's the second largest city in Illinois right mm. um so eventually he's like okay kids let's do it and he starts to translate
1: allegedly and just to re- kind of recap so when Joseph Trist... Joseph Joseph Smith translated the golden plates. Yeah. Obviously that was quite a lengthy process and he had a scribe, right? Yeah. And he was looking into his hat. Yeah. And the sea of stone. That's not
0: how it worked this time.
1: How did it work this time? So
0: the Book of Abraham is quote unquote translated from three Egyptian documents. It, th- known as the do- Book of Abraham Faxal and
1: three documents and there were the documents that were purchased from the salesman yeah so right.
0: um and the difference between these three documents and the golden plates is that no one other than Joseph Smith could see the golden plates right mm. but these right. are actual physical pieces of papyrus
1: yeah right that were written in actual egyptian in
0: actual egypt a long time ago
1: so if Joseph Smith can translate reformed egyptian the dude should be able to translate normal Egyptian. Normal
0: Egyptian, right? But then the part of this, if he's a con artist, right? He now has to figure out how to make the narrative follow him because he can't say, oh, you can't see it because God told me you can't see it because the people actually bought them, right? So he has to do a pretty decent job because it actually has to make some logical sense in order from someone looking at these physical pieces of paper. Yeah, sure. Right. So I would imagine he felt a lot of pressure. Yeah. To, in order to make sure he was doing it correctly,
1: well, he has got people expecting this of him now. You know, he's, you know, he's he's the he's prophet the prophet. Of God. He's the he's the one. And people, if he's like we said, like we joke that he was a jack of all trades. You know, and one of his biggest feats was the fact that. He could translate. Yeah. And now the people are expecting it from him.
0: Yeah, so he did um have a scribe in that sense because he wasn't a very learned man. Mm -hmm. Although at this point he was, like he could read and write, and he like was studying Hebrew and stuff. But
1: But um, he had people that wanted to scribe from him. And
0: and so he had to feel inspired by God in order to mm -hmm, translate mm -hmm, these things, mm -hmm. right? So um if you go, listener, right now to just on your um, pocket computer also known as a cell phone just google the lds latter-day saint book of abraham facsimiles and you'll see them show up immediately okay and you can look at them yourself now two of them look pretty standard but one of them you'll notice that um he hand drew a face on it Mm -hmm. a head so it's like a body laying on a table And then you can see pencil marks of where joseph smith drew the rest of because it ripped off so he basically tried to fill in what was supposed to be there and it looks like a like a human head and then he claimed that that was abraham on the table Mm. but and people believed him right Mm. so he he drew these things they're basically three kind of pictures that then he was inspired and translated them into what is then known as the Book of Abraham, which is a in-Mormon canon as Holy Scripture. And it's the story, it's like an unknown story of Abraham.
1: Okay. So just just for us folk out there that are not knowledgeable on this... Is the is there a book of Abraham in the other Abrahamic religions?
0: Well, no. There's just the stories of of um, Abraham, like of this... Genesis, like in the first five. <sighs> Hold on, this is this is when um my vacation Bible school is gonna come in, and I have not retained this information very well. Okay, we got the Torah, right, and the which is Jewish um scriptures. And then you have the, which is also in Christianity, the first five books of the Bible, which include, let's see. Uh, you don't
1: have to, I, I'm just wondering, like, what? Where... So, like,
0: have you ever heard that in the Bible there's, like, oh, it's just, like, um, a family tree, right? It's, like, you read it and it's just, like, son of son, son of this, son of that, son of this, right? And then it goes all the way to David, and then eventually Jesus is part of that storyline.
1: No. But I want to just <laughs> I want to, I want to just clarify my question because I'm I I i I'm interested by this, but so we 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 know from Abrahamic religions, Abraham was a guy who had lots of sons and you said they be they them became what we know of the tribes of Israel. Yeah. Okay. Joseph Smith is translating these these documents that he got off the salesman Mm -hmm. obviously it's in egyptian so nobody knows what it says
0: sorry great point i have a tangent okay that's relevant you just said that no one knows how to translate right however at this exact same time in europe the guy who was french but living in england cracked the rosetta stone so, that was our first instance of knowing as what the hieroglyphs actually say. Because the Rosetta Stone is a stone that was um, found in Egypt that was ancient. Was it Egypt? Actually, I don't think it was found in Egypt. But it has Egyptian on it. Right. Um, and it has um, three languages. It has Greek, the more, like, casually written form of Egyptian, I think, and then hieroglyphs and the guy used ancient Greek from his knowledge of ancient Greek from because we can translate ancient Greek at that time. Um, He then used that ancient Greek to then translate the hieroglyphs. So he actually kind of knew how to translate hieroglyphics because he cracked the Rosetta Stone, but that information didn't get to Joseph Smith. So, or the just
1: the Americas in general, or yeah,
0: unless you were like I don't know in New York and you were in academia or something,
1: mm, right? Okay, but
0: it never got to Joseph Smith, so Joseph Smith didn't know that there was actually someone in England who was figuring out how to read hieroglyphics.
1: Okay, so, and that's important because because
0: he was claiming to be someone who was able to do it, but then we later find out that he wasn't able to actually translate hieroglyphs ever.
1: Okay, so interesting tangent. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that tangent. Back to what I guess my question is then, is f- kind of forget about what was happening there, right? And with the whole Rosetta Stone and all that, okay? When Joseph Smith was given these documents and they began to translate it, Did they know that they were, what they were going to be released as? Like, so they call, it's called the Book of Abraham. But when these documents were given to Joseph Smith, the the people just wanted to know what it said. Exactly. The people just wanted to know what it said because they're like, ah, these are pretty cool. We'll just get Joseph Smith to translate them and see if they're important. And Joseph Smith obviously translated in air quotes what, He then released and prophesied as the book of Abraham. Yeah. So he just decided that that's... Well, that's what, through translating it,
0: that's what he found out.
1: Okay. Yeah. So
0: he sits down. He's translating them, quote unquote. Um, and then he finds out all of this information that conveniently ties into the temple. Right. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Because at this time, temple work is ramping up. Um, and kind of the idea, like, Joseph, people are asking Joseph because he's, like, their theological, um, you know, uh, well, he's the prophet. He's the one teaching them things, right? So, um, But in the Book of Abraham, he conveniently, if you're, like, writes in things that he was kind of thinking about in his own theology, and then he wrote it down into scripture in order to, like, canonize it.
1: Mm, okay, so he was having, was it prophecies? Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah, so he was having these prophecies, he was having these... Revelations. Revelations, yeah. that's the word. Revelations, and they were getting a little wackier whilst he was in Nauvoo, and almost to support his revelations, the he translated these documents, which became the Book of Abraham, which conveniently mentioned some of the things that he was revelating upon, Yeah. to further give evidence that he is the prophet, and what he, he is spreading the word of God. Yeah. In a roundabout way.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah.
1: Okay, so you mentioned how the book of Abraham has uh, mentions of temple and core beliefs of Mormon people. Well, I'm not sure if it mentions anything
0: on the temple but things that it mentions right, and um, helps solidify is kind of the idea of um what um mormons called the plan of salvation okay yeah so the plan of salvation kind of lays out what heaven and hell is what in the kind of timeline on what that is in their belief system and also kind of helps tie in from joseph smith's revelation on polygamy so you have to kind of tie in the different different scriptures together based on his revelations, the book of Abraham, tie it together, and then it kind of perfectly puts together this thing called the plan of salvation.
1: And this they which the,
0: eventually changes once polygamy is not allowed anymore. But
1: <laughs> but these these documents in which that he translated whilst in Nauvoo. Kind of laid out the beginnings of what the plan of salvation was to be, and what. Well, yeah, but it just kind it it does say things. Okay, so in more, so
0: I just want to say when I was explaining to my dad, um, kind of what the plan of salvation is, he did tell me that it is somewhat similar to Catholicism, right? Or what he was taught in Catholic school growing up, because my dad went to Catholic school from kindergarten to tenth grade. So, um, uh, like, in the same way that Catholics Catholics kind of believe that there is, like, your soul is um, pre-established, and then when you're um, conceived, then your soul is put into your um, fetus from conception, which is, like, why they don't believe in abortion and stuff, right? But... I digress. Okay, so the, <laughs> the plane of salvation in Mormonism that we'll talk about, obviously, now on this podcast, is there's pre-heaven, okay, and then we have your earthly time, which is when you're tested, and you're supposed to find, about Je- find out about Jesus and then accept him into your heart, and then from there, you're either going to go, um, and then you go into one of three tiers of heaven, so, which are kind of described as like circles. And you're in one of them and that's where you hang out for the rest of eternity. Unless you're really, really bad, then you go to a place called outer darkness, which is essentially hell.
1: Okay, so the plan of salvation. Which is, you're a pre-spirit. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, think, I don't think we've necessarily discussed massively what it means like before your time on on Earth. Yeah. What that means in the Mormon religion. So, is that something we want to go with now, or do you think yes. that? Yeah. So, so if we're talking about a plan of salvation right now and what we know of it, okay, and what active Mormons believe right now, you call you keep mentioning this thing called pre. pre well, they, I think they call the. The pre mortal
0: existence, right?
1: Okay, so let's go with that, right? Can we just
0: call it pre heaven because it's funnier?
1: <laughs> the pre mortal existence. <laughs> Talk me through that. What does that okay. mean? And this again, just to recap, these these ideas and these beliefs came in Navu from the translation.
0: Of the Book of Mormon and also like Joseph Smith's
1: revelations. The Book of Abraham. Sorry, the Book of Abraham. The Book of Abraham and, Joseph, of Abraham Smith. and Joseph Smith's continuous revelations. Yeah. And obviously speaking it to the people, these saints were then like, oh, well, this is the plan for our life. This is the plan of salvation. Yeah. Pre mortal existence. Explain what that means. Right. Okay.
0: So you have to kind of go about it in a roundabout way. So a pre mortal existence. Yep. What it is, is that we were all, we as in if you are a believing Mormon, is you are in a heavenly state before you are brought to Earth. Okay. So you are an intelligence that existed before your time on Earth. And you're waiting to be put into a human body on Earth.
1: Okay, so you're not... You don't age. Yeah. Age doesn't exist in this mortal existence. I guess. You just exist as a spirit almost. This, But, like, you're an intelligence. Like, when you
0: watch Mormon media about it, they're, like, adult people.
1: And then you get chosen to be inputted into... A baby. <laughs> into a... Oh, so it's like a soul rather yeah. than... Okay, so it's not like... But you look like an, a grown person mm. in
0: the Mormon movies. Yeah. Because they're accurate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, and what you're... D- is you're with Heavenly Father
1: in yes. this mortal. Yep.
0: And he teaches you that you're going to go to Earth to be tried and tested, which is something that's held amongst most Christians, is that you're on Earth to be...
1: A good person. A good
0: person and tested and bring Jesus into your heart, whatever. Um. So, but he, and then he says, so you'll, you'll have to follow the savior. And then if you do all the right things, like you're tested, so you go to temple, you get married, all of those things, yep. then you will, then once you die, you'll go to the best heaven.
1: So this pre-mortal existence with Heavenly Father is, so Heavenly Father is chilling there, but he's also up in. Yeah, three, three I mean he's God, so he's
0: he can do everything, right? He's everywhere.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. So he's like getting getting the peop, the souls ready to go down to Earth and take on the role of a baby. Yeah. <laughs> How fun is that? I love that. It's like it's like audition. Yeah, I know. It's like casting. Oh my God,
0: you're so right, Jess, because it is an audition. Okay, so the story there's a a story that goes like this. Mm. So you might be thinking it to yourself. Why was Jesus chosen?
1: Wouldn't you wonder that? Why was Jesus chosen? To be oh, the chosen one. Interesting. From pre-mortal existence. Mm.
0: Because he was brought into a human body, wasn't he? So he was also a pre-mortal, wasn't he? Okay, so. There is. They're hanging out on Kolob.
1: <laughs> Sorry?
0: Kolob is the planet where, like, Heavenly Father lives on.
1: Sorry. You're not. Are you being serious? Yeah. It's called Colob. C O L O B. Colob. Colob. They, they, they believe that there's a planet in which the Heavenly Father occupies. Yeah. And is this where the premortal existence Well, happens? unclear.
0: Well, Might need to Google mm, that
1: one. Many things are.
0: Okay, so. Um, and he was like, Heavenly Father was like, we need to bring a savior to Earth in order to save um, all of my children the because we're all literal children of heavenly father um according to mormonism um and so he says i need to have a savior because there needs to be the atonement in order for all of my spirit babies to be saved right and the atonement is the idea that christ died on the cross for our sins okay right and they're up in heaven and jesus has many brothers one of those brothers is Lucifer. Lucifer is Satan, yes, right? Um, but at the time, Lucifer was just like, like, he was fine, he was just like, he was chill, he was just as good as Jesus, right? And then Jesus was like, I'll do it, Father, I'll be the chosen one to be the Christ of the world. And Lucifer was like, But I want to be the chosen one, I want to be the Christ of the world. And then the Heavenly Father was like, Boys, boys we know that Jesus has to be the one because he's better than you, Lucifer. And then Lucifer was like, you bitch! And then he gets evil. <laughs> Ooh. So he's like,
1: bitter that he didn't get the role.
0: Literally, he's so bitter he didn't get cast in the role of Jesus the Christ.
1: In Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so, so, so I Luc- guess going back to my, my point of like, it's a role, right? Obviously, that we're kidding, right? We're just like, joking around. But the point is, is that Mormons believe that Heavenly Father is appointing these souls and telling them when it's time to go down to earth and live their heavenly life in a human body.
0: Yeah, but do you want to hear the racist part? Always. (laughs) Because there always is a racist part. There's (laughs) literally
1: always a racist part.
0: Okay, so you know how Jesus is like, I'm the chosen one. I'm so good, mm. right? There are the the people who choose to follow Jesus. The good ones are the white people, because they're good. Yes, the people who decide that they they're either neutral or they're ev- or they want to follow Lucifer. Oh, because this is a war in heaven, by the way.
1: Okay. Because so Jesus he's... and
0: Lucifer like start fighting,
1: mm.
0: and then the spirit babies have to choose sides. So the good ones that follow Jesus are the white ones and they get to go into the white bodies on earth, right? Mm. And then the the ones that are bad who choose Lucifer because they chose Satan, when they get put in bodies on earth, they're the black ones. So that's why white people exist and that's why black and, uh, sorry, darks, the, the the rainbow of darks get, dark skin tones exist, it's because they're either neutral to evil, according to Mormonism.
1: So the, 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 that is how people believe that the people the, the souls and spirits in pre-exist- pre-mortal existence, that's how they're assigned to their human bodies at Earth. Yeah. So then, when you're on Earth, if you are a black or brown person, mm.
0: and you choose to follow Jesus Christ through the Latter-day Saint Church, and you do everything right and you get married in the temple and have lots of babies and follow all your covenants and follow the prophet. When you go to heaven in the post-mortal existence, you'll be white because you chose Jesus. That's
1: right. Because on earth, they're, that that's like almost like the Like the they were reward, cursed from their pre Yeah. But that's their reward for them being a good Mormon in their earthly life is that they will be rewarded with white skin up in heaven.
0: Yep. How fucked
1: up is that? (laughs) I I don't know that I'll ever not be
0: shocked and gobsmacked. Completely gobsmacked
1: by the things that they believe. Like this, we're, 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 this isn't, this isn't a joke. This is real. This is what people believe. Well, they're talking about it, right? Yeah, yeah, because they, well... We know why they stop talk, well, uh, talking yeah. about it because they know it's wrong. They know it's wrong in
0: an earthly form, but surely it must be right if it's God's path.
1: Oh, it's just sad because it gives God a bad name. I know, right? It gives God a bad name because, and that's not fair. No, because there's because a... like whatever they, you, you know, they package it up in
0: this neat package of all-loving God, but. That doesn't feel very so, all-loving to me.
1: It's not all-loving at all. It's it's really quite the opposite. So. Yeah, and then it also, well, you know,
0: when we're sitting in these, um, you know, like I remember we were in, it was when we were in Palmyra, there was the girls' trip, right? Yeah. And we were watching this incredibly racist video, and I was thinking about this incredibly racist doctrine, and there's this this girls' trip, and they're all perfectly blonde blue-eyed girls and then there's this one girl with them who has dark skin and dark hair and dark eyes and whatever and she's gorgeous in her own right but i think does she wonder if she's going to look like those other girls when she goes to heaven
1: it's it's just it's isn't that awful sad and you know we encountered a few of those moments on our trip where i mean predominantly i mean the, the we were always the minority in the sense we weren't Mormon, right? Right, of course. And everybody else on the trip were Mormon. Yeah. There was such a hand, such a small handful of people that were not white, and every time I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god!" And you're immediately taken back to these racist doctrines and racist teachings because you just think, like, the, the, because we've mentioned before how scripted and how. How well delivered the whole thing is as a whole, like they they make sure that it's so systematically preached and taught mm. that you just know that these people are hearing what we're hearing and and what I say with these people i'm talk sorry talk talked about anybody who isn't white right they're they're having access to all the same information because it's very but scripted. But they're not always having access to the Oh, do you no. mean like they're having No, they're having access the, the, the church is only telling you what they want you oh, right. to know okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're telling you that this is this is how it is and on our trip we encountered small handfuls of non-white families so that it, and then you just immediately take them back to, oh my god they, li- they listen to this shit and believe that this is real and it's sad
0: yeah, or or guess, the opposite is is that they never talk about it. They could be converts who were then were never taught about this. Then they spend thirty years in the church, and only once do they get it mentioned. And then they're like, "What? Excuse mm, me? Yeah, you know, because when we're on our tours, they don't talk about this racist stuff. I mean, they show the well, racist it's, videos. Say, it's, de- <laughs> it's depicted. I know, but it's almost like, oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, I guess. Know. I would like to do like maybe another mini series on just simply the racism within mm. the religion. Um, because it is so complex and it's but it's not subtle in any way possible. Mm. It's very very clear. But we, okay, anyways, we do so you remodel existence. So interesting facts about, you know, the good good souls, bad souls, white people, black people, mm-hmm. like uh, what yeah whatever they're in their premortal existence they then go down into their heavenly uh, their earthly earthly life and live their life as a good mormon following all these or or
0: the other options are you're never taught about the mormon church so you were never exposed to it
1: you were exposed to the mormon
0: church and you chose not to follow it Mm. And then you were exposed to the Mormon Church, and you chose to follow everything correctly, mm, mm. right? And between those three options, you get then categorized and organized into the three tiers of heaven.
1: Uh, okay, I see, I see, I see. Yep. Yeah. So, and do these and tiers have names?
0: Yeah. Terrestrial, celestial, and celestial. Okay. And they they call them the three degrees of glory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The first degree is like, meh. It's that like, would
1: that would go to people that didn't follow a Mormon lifestyle yeah. on Earth.
0: Yeah, or like knew about it, but chose not to accept it or whatever.
1: Okay, and then the middle one
0: is like. I believe the middle one is for people who never got exposed to the Mormon church. Mm-hmm. And then the celestial one is like top dog. The celestial one is where you actually get to hang out with Jesus and Heavenly Father. The other two, you don't get to hang out with God.
1: As as humans, Um, you have a intelligence. You have a body
0: with flesh and bones.
1: In this, in in all tiers, yes. But celestial is is like where Jesus is. God is. You have
0: multiple wives. You're banging out celestial babies to populate other planets you're hanging out with god you're hanging out with jesus it's one big party and everything's gold and beautiful and everyone's white okay
1: i have literally so many questions (laughs) okay so in the celestial you mentioned one everyone's white because Mm -hmm. that's the reward of getting to the highest tier of heaven yeah that you either go up white or you get turned white once you're up there yeah your next my next thing is you said that they they they're uh, flesh and bones, they live with amongst all these other Mormons and Jesus and God, and they, they're creating more babies in the celestial kingdom of heaven after their earthly life yeah. to populate other
0: planets. Yeah, because if you're a good good Mormon, you eventually become a god of your own planet.
1: You missed a very key feature there, Abby. Sorry. A good Mormon man.
0: Oh, yeah, a good Mormon man. If you're a good Mormon woman, you get married to that good Mormon man and then have all of his babies for their pre-mortal existence and it's literally like a cycle.
1: So this is what I was going to say. So <laughs> they' pump so they're up in celestial kingdom, they've reached the their their final stage of the plan of salvation, right? They've reached salvation. Uh yeah. In the celestial kingdom, they continue to because You know, lots of babies, good Mormon people make lots of babies, right? Where those babies, are they the babies in the souls that then go down to earthly, Yeah, but to live the earthly life? So if you're a
0: good Mormon man, and you make it to the celestial kingdom, right? And then you're good there, and you become a god. You are now a new heavenly father for a different planet.
1: So like, so then they go over to that planet to be the heavenly father of that planet, and then have, in and then their, it all in, starts over again in that planet's pre mortal existence, and it all starts over again. And it again. all starts again, and then they have to have a
0: savior who might not be called Jesus; he might be called I don't know, Fred.
1: But they still all believe in the origin story. They're still Mormons. Yeah, it's all very confusing, isn't it? Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) extremely but how cool is that i mean we can never be gods well we can be the wives of gods
1: pumping out the babies well
0: we wouldn't make it to the celestial anyway so
1: no maybe the middle tier and that was an interest i wanted to add on that as well you saying about the celestial the middle one and then the bottom one like it's almost better if you lived your earthly life not being exposed to the mormon church because you get into a higher tier Rather than being a Mormon that rejects and becomes an ex-Mormon, yes, they're actually treated worse in heaven than people who were never Mormon in their life. Yes, which is why it's so hard to leave because of the repercussions of leaving, it. Yeah. of leaving the religion and the church. Yeah, because you're automatically downgrading yourself, and to you never get to see your family ever again because they're gonna because be the you ones can't, that you. You can't to, bounce
0: between heavens. Wow. That you're just in that one. So wow. that's why, you know, yeah. like Mormons will say families are forever, right? Because they believe that when you're in the celestial kingdom, if you make it to the celestial kingdom, you'll be with your family all in the past and all forever. throughout the future forever, eternity.
1: How does that work with the different planets? Can you hop around different planets? Oh my god. I don't know. Because because I do, do even remember... you like go like
0: beat me up and then you like like in Star Trek, and then you, like, beam to the other planets.
1: Well, I imagine they all have, like, spaceships and stuff. Well,
0: I think that. If you're a god, you can do whatever, right? So exactly. I bet they just, like.
1: Bloop, bloop. Maybe they just think it, and they're a family up here.
0: Yeah. But
1: only if they're at the special. Because celestial. I do. Rem- I d- that was something that was mentioned a lot on the trip, especially from the young Mormon missionary um, sisters. Because. They, that, that was kind of one of their key things was, uh, you know, I get a lot of peace knowing that I will be with my family forever, I family know. forever, family forever. Which, is beautiful. at the core, it's a beautiful thing. I love that. Like, yeah. that, that's really... That, that, I imagine, can bring a lot of peace to people, knowing that you will be with your f- family for eternity. But, again, there's just lots of... Um, but you can only be with your Questions. family forever if
0: everyone sticks on the covenant path.
1: If everyone sticks to it, and then you've got the question of, well, can you visit your dad? Can you send on letters the like the other planet? No, it's just yeah, just really quite complex.
0: I know, but, but then, and even but the thing is, is that that's why Mormon missions are so important.
1: Is yeah. not only
0: is it important in order for the church to be wealthy on the planet, right? Mm. It also is, you're trying to expose as many people to Mormonism, Mormonism as you can in order to save them so they can have the opportunity to go to the celestial kingdom.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. So
1: I think, I mean, yeah, we've definitely like explained the plan of salvation, but can I just recap how was this, the plan of salvation laid out in the book of Abraham? Is that what, how we got onto this? Oh, is this also just kind of happening at the same time? It's all happening at the same time. There's snippets from here and there. But the book of Abraham that Joseph Smith translated to be the book of Abraham, what were the kind of the key? Because something that you've mentioned is that, in your humble opinion, the book of Abraham is arguably more important than the book of Mormon and the Bible because of what it says what what are kind of the key I,
0: the reason I say that is because what are the main selling points that Mormon missionaries are trying to tell you you can be with your family forever mm. temple marriage mm. um, the, the idea that we were all chosen individually by Heavenly Father mm. all of these things that would potentially draw in a Christian because they sound similar to what um, traditional Christianity is um, and it also justifies what they do in the temples, Mm. right? So all of these things that is being written down around this time, that is revelation, then can be linked to something that's in canon scripture in the book of Abraham. So that's why that wouldn't maybe be necessarily backed up in the book of Mormon, because at the time that Joseph Smith was quote unquote translating the book of Mormon, he wasn't thinking about these things yet because they weren't kind of part of his idea of what his church could potentially be—he hadn't thought
1: of it yet. Yeah, essentially. So, so the Book of Abraham is is core doctrine. Yeah, right, and it all plays a part alongside the Book of Mormon, alongside the Bible, alongside the doctrine and covenants. And covenants. They they're all. Um. You need them all. You need them all, because they all play evidence to what the truth claims of the what, church, what the prophet at the time and at, and currently is continuing Say. saying, and it's it's all just like a reference point essentially. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but there are a lot of issues with the Book of Abraham that
0: have all been pretty successfully debunked. Debunked.
1: Debunked. Debunked. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, well, one I have a story. We've got to visit Lucy MacSmith's Smith's um home in Nauvoo.
1: Lucy MacSmith Smith is Joseph the Smith's mom. mother of Joseph Smith.
0: Yeah. Um, and what was exciting about that is that Lucy MacSmith Smith um used to have these facsimiles for the Book of Abraham, um, and people could come visit and look at them because they're. The origin of some scripture right so who Mm. wouldn't want
1: to look at it well it'd be like looking at the golden plates yeah
0: and they can't do that so you might as well look at the book of abraham
1: papers i mean you weren't allowed to look at the golden plates
0: exactly so you're so excited about it i want to see it pay up baby hand over
1: so she charged admission so she
0: charged admission and guess where that money went in her pocket I mean, she'd probably, she'd have to pay tithing on it back to the church, but that's only 10%. <laughs>
1: yeah. So it does feel a little, a, little, a little dodgy there, doesn't it? It certainly does. Yeah. Um,
0: but, so, Book of Abraham, like I've mentioned, was quote-unquote translated from the golden, oh, sorry, not the golden plates, the papyrus uh-huh. pieces of paper. Egyptology exists today. It's an academic profession, mm-hmm. right? We can pretty successfully read hieroglyphics. We know what stuff says. These pieces of paper that were um, allegedly history documents from who Abraham was, um, every single Egyptologist who was not affiliated with the church will say that they are ordinary funeral documents. So what they well, the are... Ones- the one... So
1: these, these very three important documents in which Joseph Smith translated yeah. are actually ordinary funeral documents. So,
0: Joe Schmo, from LuLaRoe...
1: <laughs> let's, Sorry. let's change Joe Schmoe because we get our lead character in this oh, story. Yeah, we call him Joe Schmoe quite a lot. Ben okay? um, in- Schmo from Rowe died
0: in their home on this date, blah, 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 blah.
1: That's that's essentially what these documents said. Yeah. And this
0: is where they're buried, and this is who they're buried next to, and this is what they're buried with, and this is where their body and soul will go because they were of the beliefs of
1: Egyptians. And and literally,
0: they're just like normal,
1: boring documents so what
0: yeah normal boring documents
1: so what they believed to have purchased from a salesman to what joseph smith did, believed that they translated to are actually just ordinary documents which have been studied and proven by egyptologists just be ordinary documents yep and
0: then this is the best freaking part when my family as we mentioned at the beginning of this episode came and visited England we went to London and went to the British Museum and we're walking through the Egypt section and guess what I stumble across an ordinary funeral document that looks almost identical to one of the book of Abraham facsimiles
1: it literally looks the same. Yeah, I remember you pointing this and out now so and now it's excited. now it's all making sense. Yeah. But, yeah. So so these
0: documents exist. They're just everywhere. There's one in the British Museum. There's probably hundreds in Cairo. Like yeah. they're just normal. But
1: but, but even the today is, what the mormons and have the, to believe in it. And they have to reject, and they have to reject the, the evidence and the experts because
0: if they don't reject it, everything comes crumbling down.
1: Because it all—you have to believe everything in order for it to make sense. Because they
0: all tie so closely together.
1: And as soon as you start to question or reject any part of what you have been taught,
0: like if you questions. The Abraham, you reject the plan of salvation. And it's like, what's the freaking point?
1: And then you're left in a crisis of religion. And we've already mentioned about horrible, how awful that could be for somebody. Yeah.
0: But the thing that wow. sucks the most is that there is literally no two ways about it. Other things can kind of be, you know, oh, well, it'd be a bit wishy-washy about it. It's really hard to be wishy-washy about a bunch of literally hundreds of experts saying that they're just this document that we've seen a million times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I mentioned that Joseph Smith drew on a head. It turned out, um, it's it's like a very common depiction of um of a god. Um, what's his name? whore, Laying down, he's the one with like the black dog head. Um,
1: what about it? Sorry.
0: It, it, it's like it ripped off but we know that that's what was normally there
1: so so joseph smith just
0: drew, just, like, drew something. he did a doodle yeah and then there's one of the documents that has something like he drew it as like god sitting on his throne it turned out to be like a person with a big. Really.
1: quite different
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so like these are like lol, nah it's just a guy with a <laughs> dog <laughs>
1: Gave <laughs> Well, I think on that note, yeah. gave Um, we will wrap this up. Yeah, okay. Book of Abraham and the Plan of Salvation has, was something that very much confused me. However, it still is
0: confusing. Yeah, I but feel good. Nice to know just that hypothetically, you have the chance to be pumping out angel babies at some point in your life if you choose to accept Mormonism into your heart. Forever and eternity, non-stop, babies over and over and over again for eternity forever.
1: It sounds tiring. God, I know. It sounds tiring. And... See, well, the guy has to just keep going
0: for his... however many women he's married to.
1: Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. Oh, mm. go, go cry on your planet. Go
0: cry on your big <laughs> <laughs> planet
1: that you've worked so hard for. <laughs> so there we have it book of Abraham something that was extremely well you know it was something that was happening in Nauvoo it was part of our experience in Nauvoo it was happening alongside the plan of salvation and how that was being laid out um and things only got wilder things just you things just saying that, because I, to me they did yeah they did I'm sorry, if the next episode's about polygamy, like, what, like, sure, you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty wild. wild. And.
0: You need to have three wives to get into that celestial.
1: Exactly, so. Well, you did
0: back then, but not anymore. Yeah,
1: um, but we'll get into that. We'll get into (laughs) that. But, um. Um.
0: Goodbye and God bless.
1: Godspeed.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to Never Mormon, Always Curious. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe for all Never Mormon, Always Curious content.